What up? Hey. Yo. Happy Monday. Indeed. What are we talking about tonight? Cereal beer. Why are we talking about cereal beer? Because it's episode 89, and everybody knows that the number 89 uh, corresponds with breakfast cereal. Uh, if go. you don't know why, Google it. I'm sure it'll pop up. Uh, that's you're, that's gonna, your challenge you're, you're sending me off to Google, Brian. If you find something, let me know. <laughs> now, <laughs> now uh, 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 we just brewed a bunch of cereal beer, uh, okay. so uh, tonight <clears throat> I guess we're going to be talking about uh, our experiences brewing with cereal, with breakfast cereal, not cereal mashes, and we'll uh, we'll kind of see where the evening brings us beyond that. Uh, so for those listening who aren't watching later on, we got Jason with us. It's me, Brian. Hi, I'm the Brian. It's me. We got Jordan. We got Ron. Did I already introduce David? David just popped on. Hello. David Jones. So a bunch of uh, Keepers people here tonight. So uh, why why did we brew a breakfast cereal? Well, because we have the uh, craft craft brew week coming up. So what's going on with that, David? You just popped in. I'm dropping the questions on you already. <laughs> we didn't even know how that works Ron, yet. He's, he's going to pretend he can't hear us. Yeah, Ron was busy answering for me, so. <laughs> so, so craft beer week. Uh, what's going on with craft beer week and, and why breakfast cereal beer? Right, so in this coming January, the 13th through 21st, is craft beer week. So, craft beverage week. Craft craft. Beverage week for Kalamazoo. Um, and uh, as part of that, part of the festivities there, uh, one of the local breweries, uh, Final Gravity, invited uh, some of the homebrew clubs out to brew. I think we got a total of six beers, right? Brewed with cereal uh, or cereal uh, uh, in some form based on cereal, brewed with cereal, whatever. Uh, and the Saturday of Craft Beverage Week, which I'm not, I'm trying to figure that out right now. Um, we're gonna fourteenth. We're gonna put our beers on tap. The fourteenth, the six cereal beers, and uh, have a little competition where the uh, club or general public gets to drink the beers and pick the one they like the best. Basically, vote with their dollars, and and uh, I think we're gonna try to set it up to go to a good cause. So. Details to come. Yeah. <clears throat> So I'm going to post the link to the Discover Kalamazoo Craft Beverage Week site. Throw that up there. So keep an eye on that. Um, usually in the next few weeks, you'll see a bunch of events start populating as they start finalizing the schedule. Uh, you can also follow them on Facebook and get that information. We've had them on the show a couple of times in the past before beer weeks or beverage weeks. Um, so, yeah, they got a cool countdown timer. So 31 days, 15 hours kicks off. Kalamazoo, the 13th Kalamazoo Craft Beverage Week. Hell yeah. I didn't even see that. That's sweet. You know, I think I think we missed yeah, something. It, it used... Oh, go ahead, David. I was off topic. Uh, so, no, well, I was about to say that the Craft Beverage Week used to be Kalamazoo Beer Week, but then they expanded it to include craft beverages, so obviously other, other fermented adult beverages. We've got wineries in town now. We have a meadery. Got distilleries, so yeah. Yep. Let's celebrate everyone. Make, yeah, yeah, to be more inclusive for everyone. Yep. <clears throat> it's because COVID happened and everybody started drinking a whole lot more. <laughs> <laughs> and the festival came out of COVID and was like, look, we got included. We, you know, while we were away, we got to know liquor and wine real well. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's wild. I don't think I don't think we as a generation drink as much as generations previous to us. Thought I heard that somewhere. Is that, is that a post-COVID theory or a, a... no? Like even maybe it is post-COVID, but I thought I remember hearing somewhere like it, it used to be almost like a, you know a fifth of alcohol of like spirits per per week, damn near for every adult that drank. Because I, I really feel like the year of COVID, I I, I did a lot of catching up, so. <laughs> 
Speaking of progress for the generation. Yeah, I think it really bumped up your GPA. Let's, let's find out. So, Jordan, Jordan, go for it. I was just going to say, you know, we, we usually open up with what's <laughs> in the glass. What are we all drinking? <laughs> How dare us? Yeah. So I guess I'll start first. I don't have, uh, I was in a hurry to get down here. I, I finished dinner seriously, like probably eight minutes ago at being three, you know, seven thirty-seven right now. I'm drinking uh, just New Holland standard tangerine space space machine. So that's what I'm starting with. I'll probably move over to a cider later. Nice. It, when you first held that up, it looked like a block of cheese. <laughs> I'm I'm <laughs> drinking <laughs> Velveeta. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm 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 next to you. I'm drinking uh drinking Party Guy, which is the small beer on my Partigal dry wine. Uh, I really liked that beer. It's like right. an ESB-ish yeah, sort of beer. Thanks. So I'm trying to keep some for our comps, and then I'm drinking the rest because, damn it, it's supposed to be drank. I'm going down with uh, Bell's Double Cream. Ooh, I haven't had one of those in years. <clears throat> we, we ate dinner at Bell's a few weeks ago, and, and uh, they had the BBA version of Double Cream on that wasn't as good as I had hoped it would be. And so it made me get a regular double cream to like side by side them. And then it just made it like reminded me of how good that beer was and how I liked it. So I've been, uh, I've, I've switched off of hams temporarily for, for double cream. <laughs> I've, I was just there Saturday, Jason. I saw that BBA double cream and I was, I was debating on it, but I, I didn't end up going for it. Uh, good to know. I would say, I, I don't know if it was just, I saw they had it in bottles. I don't know if it was what they what they had on tap or, um, you know, if the bottles were different, but it just felt thinner and like watery and, uh, and maybe a little oxidized. Ah, okay. But you can get out of barrels, but it just, uh, double cream on its own is just such a good, you know, rich, creamy stout. And uh, I was I was I was bummed. Did they have the um, what was it? I had something that I really liked while I was there. I think they just called it golden ale. It was just like a it was just like golden ale that was made with Moscato grapes. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, I, I tried that. It, it, that was a little tart for me. <laughs> I yeah, I thought it was great, but then again, I had a flight sitting in front of me, and maybe yeah. it was just you know comparisons, but. Yeah, I don't think I could have drank a whole pint of that. Just really puckering. Yeah. What are you drinking, Ron? I'm drinking uh, fire and ice cider mixed. Uh, it's so a little yours, boozy. Right? Yeah, a little boozier than I intended. It, it came out 16%. Oh, which I didn't even think uh, Nottingham would go that high, but. That's what it measured out at. Here, here we are. <laughs> How big's that pour? Oh, that that's a full pint. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I work for I work from home. As long as I can turn the computer on at eight o'clock tomorrow, I'm good to go. <laughs> Welcome to Monday, Ron. Nice. <laughs> How about you, David? Uh, I'm drinking one of Joanne's birthday beers. It's uh, sweet water. G13 IPA. Hmm. It's an IPA. It's drinkable. Sweetwater. I, I went. It's it's sweet water from down in Atlanta. Hmm. So I went to uh, I I went to see if we had any uh, cereal beers in the fridge, but we didn't. So I pulled out an IPA instead. Good. Good stuff. So I guess speaking of cereal beers, I wasn't there. I wasn't able to. Uh, you know, go go join you guys. What do we do? Can we talk about it, or is this kind of like so. hush hush until people start drinking it? Everything's been brewed now, so so there so, were three clubs that participated. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned that earlier. So yeah. it was Keepers of Craft and Club out of Kalamazoo, Michigan, and then it was the Hop to It uh, Homebrew Club, or, or sort of remnants of the the Hop to It Homebrew Club, but that was more out of like the Decatur area. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Yep, that's right. So 
who brewed who brewed who brewed for uh, for Hop Two at the end? Do you know what they brewed, David? So, Tim and I brewed the um, the Woo Girl. Hang on, we went really gimmicky with it. So I've so, so I have to try to remember all of all of the gimmicky things. It's a pumpkin spice latte white stout. Um, brewed with so what cereal? Pumpkin spice Cheerios mm-hmm. that I found in Aldi. So, um, and then um, the uh, the guys down at the Scheidel um, Hop Farm they brewed an IPA because they're hop guys. Um, and I think Jason might need to put, put his fingers in his ears uh, in his ears for this bit. But I think they they were choosing to use Looper. Um, uh, loop it, sorry, Fruit Loops. Um, uh, I b- believe we're going to see if we can try to get them to uh, um, to pivot to something like Fruity Pebbles so that they don't uh, step on Jason's toes. Yeah, I mean... Uh, all, I know what, all I know that Club did was... I'm oh, sorry. I was going to say, they're two totally separate beers, though. I mean, theirs is an IPA. Mine's going to be the Berliner Weiss yeah. Sour, so it'll be fine. Either way. Sweet. And I know that <clears throat> one of the club beers was a strawberry banana Hefeweizen with some strawberry <clears throat> banana um, cereal in it. I, I don't recall exactly what it was that they used, but as for the as for the second club beer, I, I I don't have that information. Okay, it'll it'll be a surprise for everyone. Yeah, I don't. I can, I'm trying to think of a cereal that has uh, strawberries and bananas, and I. Uh, Tim did tell me. I, I think I think Cheerios has a strawberry banana flavor. Oh, Andrew, I was thinking something kind of like um, what was that blueberry beer like? Blueberry Morning, where it's got like dried bananas and strawberries just in it. Uh, Cheerios does know. have a strawberry banana. Um, okay. Oh. But you know what Cheerios doesn't have? It's, uh, red velvet. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, nobody has red velvet. Apparently, that's not a thing. Un- until somebody from the Cheerios uh, company watches this, and oh, yeah. they're going to snake your idea, Jason. Red velvet Cheerios. That sounds pretty good. Oh, no, it was Brian. Brian and Shana actually convinced, <laughs> I think, me and other people that red velvet Cheerios was a thing and it existed, and that they were going to base their, their beer on, on red velvet Cheerios. And, and Shana, yeah, she dreamed it. <laughs> so we, we, we go gold very hard uh we were on cheerio's website uh we were on all these websites we can't even find a picture of like what the box would look like it just it, it's not a thing so we i, I just want to know i want to know what you were drinking that night <laughs> well uh what did we what did we think there was another uh, we think it might have been she saw red velvet pop tarts and thought cheerios because i think red velvet pop tarts were an oldie thing uh, or maybe maybe they're a regular thing. I don't know, but we we're going with it anyway. So we used uh, chocolate Cheerios and uh, mashed with a box of those. We may, you know, dry cereal uh, after fermentation. We're gonna do some cacao and some vanilla in the the base. I, I think once it clears up, it'll be red. We'll we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. We didn't. We didn't really take into consideration. I didn't take into consideration the uh, the color that the cereal would impart. You know, the darkness or the dye. But if it is dye, it might just drop out too. So we'll see. It, it was it was right adjacent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it still looked better than Jason's mash. Oh, I mean, when I make when I make Looper. I mean, Looper looks like fucking dirty dishwater for sure, uh, you know, on, uh, on the front end. But, man, it comes out pretty and light straw colored. It'll be good. Gerald was telling me I was a little bit quiet in chat earlier. Do I sound a little bit better? I cranked myself just a little bit. Yeah, it sounds a little more consistent now. Okay. <sighs> cool. Thank you. 
so this isn't the first so time. Then we're what's what's the first cereal beer that we ah. I, I think we were about to go to the same place then, uh, Brian. Okay, go for it. Go for it, David. So the the first cereal beer that we did, that was the, the Keepers competition, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, that was basically with the, the, the competition that, that Looper came from. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, what, five years ago, I think we did. Yeah, I like think that. so. Yeah, five years ago, we did the, the Keepers Club, the competition where everybody brewed with a cereal. I actually think we had a good turnout on that one. Like, There was a lot. More than a dozen uh, entries. I think maybe even closer to 18 or 19. I, re- I remember there because we had two two tables. We That was held at, mm-hmm. back at one well, and there were like entries on the bar even. And it was funny back then. I think I think I remember, David, you were saying like we we found some articles or something, and it was basically like you, you Google like how to brew a cereal beer, and I think the resounding answer was don't. Um, so naturally what do I do (laughs) but I still have to say like there were a lot of good cereal beers that that came out of that I mean Drew's Graffle Jacks stands out as like one of my favorites Um, of course Looper Looper's done well for me um, and I think has always been a a solid beer Uh, and now I'm drawing a blank I don't even remember what you did Brian but uh it was, it was fun. I know there were some good cocoa puff beers. I think McCullen had a good peanut butter uh, stout made with um, one of the, the peanut butter cereals. So, Brian, wasn't I, yours with like what bran flakes or something? Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a Belgian yeah. dark strong ale with uh, with raisin bran. <clears throat> That's right. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember that. Shannon, I like painstakingly that picked through every single raisin we picked out of the of the box of cereal. So that I could mash with the bran <laughs> and then add the uh, raisins in. Like, I don't remember if it was at the end of the boil or what. You, you know, total is just raisin bran without the raisins, right? I needed what the raisins. I mean, it's a built dark strong. Right? Got to have the raisins. Absolutely. But no, so, so this ought to be, it, it ought to be a, a cool competition. We're going to have, of course, the Berliner Vice. We'll have... Uh, a couple of variations of stouts, an IPA, um, and then yeah, that mystery beer that we don't know the other one the club's going to make. Um, so, and I think what we're trying to do is line it up so that um, uh, the the local animal rescue that that David and his wife support ARP, uh, we're going to try to set up a donation for them. Um, so that you know, every flight that you buy at Kalamazoo Beer Week should get a vote. Um, but maybe you know, hopefully we can set up something where you can buy additional votes, and and that money will go to uh, to ARP. Um, and then you can vote or 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 buy the winner. Um, <laughs> you know, it's open to the public, so I think we're already placing bets that the pumpkin spice beer is going to uh, reign supreme. Just because it's it's what our generation <laughs> people that are alive right now tend to flock to, um, but yeah, yeah. But, you know, shout out to Kevin too. I mean, he he uh, hosted us all weekend. We're down at Final Gravity and opened oh, yeah. his, opened his doors to us and fed us, nice. gave us booze. You know. So I think I think the majority of these beers. I mean, if we talk about how we make cereal beers, of course, I with that when I make Looper, I mashed with it, um, and I think with these six, I believe more than half of them mashed with it. But a couple are gonna uh, the the other Looper beer, or the other Fruit Loop beer, or whatever is gonna dry hop with it. Um, and then David, you did both, right? You're gonna you mash and you're gonna dry hop or late edition, whatever. Yeah, yeah, we had uh, we had three boxes, so we put two in the mash, and we're going to throw one in, kind of towards the end of end of primary, beginning of secondary, whatever it is, so that it'll still have that kind of fresh pumpkin spice, even probably a wee bit of the Cheerio flavor in there as well. Although I think the, there's that a lot Cheerio of flavor. You know, if we put it in, yeah, 
there's there's Sorry, a lot I'm, of talk on terrible debate on, on if uh mashing with it you know kind of cooks out the flavor or you know what do you get from it you know if it's in the mash versus the boil versus later so i think it's gonna be interesting to see the ones that are or, or mashed and then versus you know dry hopped and see how the flavors come out i i can say like you know from looper's perspective you know it doesn't really taste like fruit loops it's just a gimmick right yeah. it's it's gonna be yeah, I, I i read an article i read an article from some brewers and they said that if you want may have your beers truly taste of the cereal then you should be dry hopping with it or dry cereal yeah. with yeah. it or yeah What were you going to say, Brian? Oh, I was just going to say it's going to be interesting to see whether people prefer the beers that taste more maybe like, you know, beer or the ones that taste more like the cereal or, you know, if there, if there is a preference there. I'm sure we'll be, you know, wandering around and gathering people's feedback and stuff like that too. Just, you know, people, people talk about their beers. See how many people come back for seconds of, you know, a particular one or... Well, I guess we, we won't be doing individual. Yeah, we, we're gonna we're only gonna have a hundred and twenty some flights uh, yeah. all together. So, I wonder if we should have something just like comment cards sat out or something, too, or maybe maybe your vote. You vote with like your dollars, man. Card. I don't know. They'll, they'll be out untapped or something too, probably. I'm sure somebody will yeah. make them. Oh yeah. So Jason, you brewed with cereal more than anybody else, uh, probably by a good margin. Probably in the entire United States would be my. I <laughs> wager if I had to wager. He's on first uh, name basis with Kellogg's. Yeah, just just buys in bulk. Uh, what what do you do? You have like challenges, you know that that you have to like deal with when brewing with cereal, like stuck mashes or like how do you predict like what the gravity <clears throat> is going to be from like the sugar contributions like things like that you know so i've never really had an issue with the stuck mashes and they do you know the cereal does kind of break down and get gummy um definitely a slower drain yesterday uh but not not stuck by any means but um i think what, what you talked about with with calculating your or planning on your original gravity it's really you know, difficult to do. I mean, you can you can try to figure out how much sugar is in that box of cereal, but I think you can't really. It's just not a straight calculation to kind of um, you know try to figure out what what bricks you're going to get out at the end. Uh, I have brewed with Looper enough or Fruit Loops enough that I I know you know with the the amount of grain that I should have uh, or or what my OG or, or uh, you know OG I should be hitting. Um, but really, I, I think the the most interesting thing, um, you know, for me with Fruit Loops is just watching, like like we talked about, and like I think we took some pictures of it yesterday, is just watching that transformation. You know, if I was brewing a regular beer and it came out uh, gray green, you know, dirty murky stuff, I'd probably freak out and dump it out. Um, and then it just kind of, you know, as the process goes along, watching the the different dyes and stuff fall out and crash out and. Um, you know, kind of come out to make a nice clean beer. I can tell you other things that I've, I've heard about in other cereals, you know, and like Patrick um, Young in our club, he talked about, uh, you know, kind of skimming the oils off. A lot of the cereals out there, especially if you're using one that has, you know, marshmallows or, um, you know, different kinds of like fattier uh, makeups, you know, you're going to have that you know, kind of oil, uh, fat content of your beer is going to be higher than, than, you know, what we would normally expect. And that really can affect your head retention and, uh, you know, kind of the stability of the beer. So I, it was, you know, I think Patrick talked about skimming fat off the top. I don't know. Cheerios seems like it probably has pretty low oil content. So I don't think you guys probably had or saw much of a fat skim yesterday, but I just think that's something to, to, you know, kind of keep in mind when you're playing with cereal is like Brian said, you know, what's that going to do to your sugar? Uh, what's it going to do to the, the, the final appearance of your beer? If you're, if you're adding it into secondary, you know, if I, 
it scares me to think about what would happen if I put Fruit Loops in secondary with Fruit Loop or with Looper. You know, am I going to go back to the gray, dirty dishwater uh, in the glass? You should try it sometime, man. Just see what happens. <laughs> right. I no, you you couldn't get that past your lips. It it, it looks like paper mache. It's just disgusting looking. <laughs> I mean, but it but it would drop out again though, probably right. Maybe probably. probably. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but the first the first couple of uh, pulls from that keg would be interesting because you'd just be pulling multicolored sludge. <laughs> I don't know, or is it or is it the fact that he's heating it because he's mashing with it, and is it the heat that's coagulating? Yeah, dye and the coloring. Okay. okay, yeah, yeah. You know who knows? I think you should try it, Jason. Just you know, yellow it. Oh, all right. Just pour Sounds some beer. <laughs> just pour some beer off a bowl of Fruit Loops. <laughs> I, I actually I breakfast, right? just sit down with a bowl of Fruit Loops and uh, and fucking pour a bottle of Looper over top of it and just eat it with a spoon. Um. Yeah, I mean, there, there's lots of different things though, to, to take into account when you're playing with cereal and and how you treat it. And I think that's why I think the general consensus out there in the world was to not brew with it, just because you know you're going to get people that that you know put in too much fat or uh, you know the, maybe dry hop with with fruity pebbles late and it comes out looking like shit. Um, so I, I just think it's your process. I think you got to be extra careful with how you handle the beer. How you work through fermentation and packaging and crashing. I think cold crashing is probably the most important thing for cereal beer. Are we going to be able to do that? Yes. Okay. Um, Kevin mentioned yesterday that we could uh, put them in the bright tank before kegging them. Oh, oh is that how we're going to do it? He said that that that's something <laughs> that we could do if 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 we if we still chose. Okay, we'll figure it out. I wonder if we could just set the bucket in their walk-in. It's probably easier. That'd work. That would be that would be simpler. Yes. Can he can he keg carb these? Because they're they're going into like six tools, right? Is that something that they can still do? I would assume so. I guess we'll find out. I haven't thought that before. (laughs) Here's hoping Kevin's thought about that. <laughs> Beer's yeah. got to be drinkable in 31 days. It's going to be cereal wine or something, I guess. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Flat flight. Yeah. Uh, it's a, uh, speaking yeah. of oil and stuff, I, I will say I let the uh, I let my beer sit to sort of like drop out and clear for maybe about 30 minutes or so before sticking into the fermenter. And when I uh, when I went to eventually get it into the fermenter there was for sure like a nice little sheen on top and like you could sort of like separate like a little layer on the top off mm. um oh, interesting yeah that was it was super appetizing looking so i i really wonder what the head retention like <laughs> on all these beers is gonna look like we'll see looper has always been pretty good right i mean for being a kettle sour on top of a cereal beer it is i mean you know and i was thinking about that as you were saying it i I don't know you know when i look at it after i brew it and kind of how it separates and strikes and it's in the fermenter um i I don't know if it's because it's a it's a it's a heavy wheat based beer and maybe the you know the the wheat forms those kind of long strain proteins uh, in your wart that settle out, maybe that captures more of it. I'm really just pulling shit out of my ass right now, but um, yeah, it, it's never had a, a, an issue with head retention. I've never really seen oil floating, or Fruit Loops is just a really low low oil beer, or as a low fat content. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it is. Uh, it makes the most amazing traditional Berliner Weiss. I don't know how. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how Germans made, you know, traditional Berliner Weisses without Fruit Loops. You just you stumbled across their secret. I did. It's, <laughs> <laughs> you know how many times, how many different judges have written classic example of style on my source sheets, and every time <laughs> it makes me smile. I've never, 
I've never disclosed that I had Fruit Loops in the in the cereal, and I, I I don't think I ever will. I know I think it was Gail Milburn actually that uh, a couple years ago on one of the shows we we were talking about it, and um, I think she said next time I see you putting a Berliner Weiss or something in the comp, I'm gonna know it's got cereal in it or whatever. And I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, at the at the same time though, like it's not. It, the fruit loops isn't perceptible in the finished product. No. So like you it feels kind of like you're basically, you came across the, a weird way of finding your beer of cheating. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 No, it's like, I, I know like, you know, Brian brewed with chocolate Cheerios and you're going to, you know, you, we smelled it. You're going to get that. You're going to add, you know, what cocoa nibs and, and vanilla. So you're going to accentuate and you're going to, you're going to bring that through. And I really do feel like you're going to carry that chocolate Cheerio vibe through the same thing with the pumpkin spice latte Cheerios, you know, especially by dry hopping with it, you're going to very much get that flavor. With Looper, I'm not, I'm cheating. There's, there's no, I mean, so originally, if you go back to the original competition that we did five years ago, to keep with the spirit of it, I did make a, a simple syrup out of Fruit Loops. I took another box of Fruit Loops, I boiled them, I strained them, and you know, boiled that down into a syrup because traditionally a Berliner Weiss is served with a, a syrup, Woodruff, raspberry, whatever it is. And I brought that to serve with the 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 Berliner Weiss when we judged, and that really does add a really neat Fruit Loop flavor, and it's really cool to do. But uh, you can't do that for competitions, and I. Don't even know if I mean I'm, I'm sure the final gravity guys probably wouldn't bat an eye if I walked in with a bottle of weird syrup, but um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but then then we'd all it, then then it goes from being a like a beer competition to like a beer and pairing, right? Like beer and pairing. Yeah. So like we, I'd have to bring like I'd have to go to Sweetwater get more like red velvet donuts or something. Like, <laughs> uh, right. What's David gonna walk in with like? Starbucks, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. What are you doing? Yeah, I know it's been fun. Um, you know, playing with with the cereals and 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 doing different different fun things. It was it was the first uh, weird club competition I think we did as keepers. I think so because I I saw an article in a, uh, the uh, in a newspaper where they were talking about a, a way. And basically, said, "Is it possible to make a beer out of expired?" Um, I can't remember what sugar puffs are called over it. Honey smacks. Um, mm. So, uh, so they you know they, they said that they had a couple of old boxes of honey smacks in their cupboard. That basically turned into a brick, so they uh, uh, basically broke the brick up into into the component smacks, and um, just added some uh, uh, some some dry malt extracts and just uh, brewed that beer. And I just thought to myself, that sounds like the most preposterous use of a box of expired honey smacks <laughs> I've ever heard of. And then suddenly thought, fuck it, we're doing a um, uh, uh, a cereal beer competition for shits and giggles, and here we are. Yep. And it's gone on to spawn like this. We try to do fun uh, beer competitions at Keepers, and uh, you know, I, I know we we tried doing. We talked about some failed ones, like where the Iron Brew, where we do random ingredients and stuff and that shit. But we did uh, this. Did lead us to a cereal. I'm sorry, from cereal to cookie. And I'd say the same thing again. Cookie beer competition turned out a couple of really good, you know, cookie beers. Of course, I think Ron, you won with your Girl Scout. Yeah. Girl Scout peanut butter cookies. Yep. But uh, yeah, a uh, couple other really good formulas came or recipes came out of that. In fact, I, our gang brew was one of those. The lemon cookie. The lemon cookies. Which was second or third? I, I think so. I think we, we went with a lemon cookie for gang brew because it had to, it fit the, uh, 
requirements. Right. But uh, I was talking to Mike Lightfoot the other day. His, what his recipe from that is what he's entering in Bells this year. Oh, oh the, cool. the ginger, the ginger snaps. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that sounds like it would be good. With that beer, you can taste like the, the ginger snaps in it. Like, yeah. It doesn't taste like powdered ginger. It tastes like cookies. Tastes like cookies, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, some sometimes it you know it takes us out of the, the normal, and we've we've done some good stuff with it. The, the Iron Chef was not necessarily a success. I think we all agree on that one, but the beer generator was really good the year we did that. Yeah. Got some, some good recipes out of that. I can't recall what I had for that. I found the... Uh, look it up. I, I actually found the... Uh, from the um uh from the from the draft we did um a couple of years ago I was in the basement the other day and thought these big rolls of paper no i i, <laughs> I still have those uh those sheets was that really was, was that the rhubarb beer i had to brew i can't recall i i ended up with a dark <laughs> macro brew but and i forget what the other ingredient was there's something else i had to put in it but it came out. It was a decent beer. It was, you know. I think that was Some, the one was the beer generator. Yeah. Yeah, beer generator. I'm, I'm bummed. I missed on that one. I forget what some life was happening, and I couldn't. I missed out on beer generator and and draft. Um, I think I was traveling a lot for work. I did. I did the draft. Those. Those are like the only two that I have done, Jason. So we're like <laughs> in- inverse here. <laughs> well, I know we got a really cool one that we're we're talking about for for the next year uh, that I can't actually remember right now. Patrick Young had a really awesome idea. I've talked to him about it twice, and I'm totally fucking blank on it. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then I think um, we're we're talking about, you know, maybe even doing some kind of sidebar competition with something like something fun for uh, Michigan Homebrew Fest, but we got to figure that out in the next few months. How many days away is that, Jason? <laughs> What's that? Yeah, we well, got to get I'm, a counter I'm, up. Yeah, well, I'm surprised you don't have a countdown clock going. <laughs> I am. I mean, it's easy. It's December. I mean. Come on, it's nine months away. But yeah, uh, what else? What else have we done recently? Do we have any tips for other clubs that would want to run these sort of competitions? Like in terms of like how we we vote or or organize it or uh, you know to determine you know. Who can we recently well, updated the way that we did our voting, right? Uh, it depends, yeah. depends on the comp. So, like, you know, Keeper's Cup, obviously, we have judges. But the fun competitions, we just do amongst ourselves. Yeah, so, uh, last couple have been everybody gets a first and a second place vote, picks their number one and number two, and aggregate score wins it. Yeah, fun competitions are it's hard to do BJCP and, and you want to do them faster. And, and, um, uh, you know, I, I think the, the big tips for that, you know, fun comps are usually done with like a people's choice award. Um, I think what we learn the most and, and what's become most important for us, you know, if other clubs are going to do some kind of fun people's choice comp is to try to make it as anonymous as possible. Um, I know that we ran into some challenges before when, when it wasn't anonymous or, um, you know, if you had to actually be seen going and like putting your sticker on that. And I, I, I know it made some people uncomfortable. Um, the, the other thing too, is with the fun comp, you know, being a people's choice award, there's not an opportunity for feedback and we're trying to bring feedback into everything that we do. Uh, you know, we want to get that feedback and it. And we've talked about this many, many times, you know, it's, you want to be able to go up to your friend and say your beer sucks and this is why it sucks. Um, but that's a skill that like nobody has. It's, it's just hard to do. Uh, so yeah, Brian wrote an app, uh, a app where 
basically, people can scan one QR code and they've got it all on their phones while they're at the meetings or trying out the beers. They can they can you know vote anonymously and they can also add feedback anonymously you know to that beer that says you know I pick up you know you know funky dog vomit. Jason, what did you do to your cups? <laughs> you know. So that, that's cool. I mean, if you don't have a, a, an app developer or, uh, or something, you know, like a, a Brian, um, hit him up at michiganbrews.com. I'm sure he'd love you to do contract work on the side. <laughs> Maybe I can actually clean this, uh, this thing up and, and open source it or something. So that other you should sell it. <laughs> I, I, I did really like using that for our cookie competition, which is kind of like, I would say it kind of like cereal adjacent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, so it, kind of works the same way i know since you all you guys were in the cereal i think all of you i didn't or not cereal the cookie one i again it's not one that i was a part of um how'd you guys use your cookies i cookie. you, you deleted them I, 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 I boiled and then spooned off the oil Mm. All right. Pe- peanut butter chocolate cookies uh, are a little oily. <laughs> I was going to say, everything we talked about in the cereal beer comp is like yeah. is amplified. Yep. And you're definitely going to get fat out of cookies. Yep. And then then I, 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 I went back and, and uh, put peanut butter in the second, peanut butter and chocolate dips in this secondary to get the flavors back. Like actual peanut butter or PB2? PB2. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, actual peanut butter, you're back to scooping off oil again. (laughs) (laughs) We've been getting, like, on on the terms of uh, peanut butter, we've been getting, like, natural peanut butter for my son. And, like, you let that stuff sit in the jar, and there is, like, a good almost, like, two inches of oil. Mm in the top of that yeah. jar it's nuts literally, literally. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. thanks for doing that yeah. yeah all right that's i see where this is going now <laughs> but no i mean see, we, see jordan's a parent now so he can tell dad jokes i was gonna say that was <laughs> that was involuntary just that <laughs> But, you know, I guess advice for clubs out there is, is do some fun shit. Um, do some weird shit. Uh, get your membership engaged. Get people to brew out of their comfort zone. Uh, as long as it's not, you know, a stupid randomized uh, ingredient list and be fine. Um, but I think we've had really great results, you know, with, with all of our, our club comps other than the Iron Brew. Um yeah, I'd, I'd I'd say the fact that we've only the, the fact that we only have the one um, uh, competition that didn't work out, Stella, uh, means that you know we've you know we've we we got a pretty decent batting average there. Yeah, no, um, that's fantastic. And, like, and the, the you know the the, uh, the 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 iron brew. If we'd have been a bit more selective with the ingredients, um, that that. That would have been a lot more successful. It's just the fact that we, yeah, the, the the ingredients we ended up with kind of conflicted with each other. I mean, the, the, cherry, the cherry overpowered any all the kiwi. I mean, you just couldn't juggle oh, those two. That, that's what that. Okay, all right. Well, I'm just gonna you know just to say like, are you really pushing the envelope enough if you're not failing every once in a while? Yeah, but like, the thing is, is in that one in particular where we we identified three weird ingredients and said everybody had to go brew a beer with it, with those three ingredients. We had more numbers just say, you know what, I'm not going to do it. Um, And so the turnout for that comp was really low, where I think you need to be able to offer them some some options. You know, like you say go brew a beer with cereal, there's there's a lot of options. Somebody can get inspired by something to, to, you know, want to engage in that. Uh, That, That's true. To dictate and say you have to brew a beer with these specific things, um, I, I think it limits it. And, you know, the same thing can be said, and I'm not trying to tip our hands, because, but the gang brew. So uh, gang brew is a competition that's done at Michigan Homebrew Fest amongst the attending clubs. 
And when it started, you know, I want to say there were like 14 or 15 clubs that participated. Um, and over the years, you know, you, they keep adding weirder and weirder ingredients or restrictions and things like that. And you just got, just got clubs saying, you know, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not brewing a beer with four different fruits and spices and fermenting it with pop tarts and, uh, and then, you know, dry hopping it with, with pop tarts or whatever. It's just, they're, I think you get to a point where people are just like, I'm not going to, it's going to be a horrible thing. I'm not going to do it. Um, so we get to choose gang beer next year and we're, we're, we're trying to keep that in mind on how we can engage more people uh, and more clubs and get it back up. Cause I think last year with all of the restrictions that were put on it, I think only seven or eight clubs participated. Yeah. No, those judges were lucky. I mean, there were some great things that were made. Like yeah. last year. Oh, no. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, we won that. That's right. Of course, I had some amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but we, we kind of. I, I, we, I still got that. Go ahead. Well, we, we, we also gimmicked the fuck out. We, well, we, we, we completely That's gimmicked the say. fuck out of it as well. We, you know, we, we yeah. We we made what was objectively a good beer, full stop, and then we slushied it. So yeah, yeah. You know, if, but on the other hand, the year before it, the it was really a it was a mead the the year before. Yeah, which granted it was a really good mead. I you know I voted for it, yeah. but but then the, that their add on to make it even harder was to have honey in it this year. So does that does out. that beg the question though that like do do we want to like as a as an event to allow those like gimmicks and loopholes? Uh, I mean, I don't think I don't think you want to no, restrict it out of there either. I think the whole thing is about bringing creativity and getting the club to do something fun together. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's not, you know, yes, we gimmicked it. We put it in a, in a slushy machine, but. Um, I wasn't asking the question because I'm, you know, on the side of restricting. I was just. Well, yeah, but I, I would say, I would say, you know, I can defend the slushy machine and saying it has president. It has precedent. precedent. Yeah. In homebrew fest. Like, no, I think it was fantastic. Like, uh, and, and so, I, yeah, I, I don't want to limit the creativity. Uh, but I, I think uh, I'll go back to my original point. I think that trying to force more and more and more creativity has driven people out of it. And now I think we've gone too far and uh, and we need to take it a step back. Um, Reset it. And, and open it more up to creativity instead of uh, dictating, um, which is the same thing, like I said, with the competitions. You know, with cereal beer, we just said you have to go use a box of cereal. Go brew your beer with a box of cereal with same thing we did with cookies, go, go, go brew beer with a, a box of cookies or a package of cookies. But with iron brew, we said, you have to brew a beer with cherries, kiwis, and a nut, <clears throat> you know, yeah. and you got people like that's gross. I'm not doing it. Um, you know, and then last year, I don't even remember all of the rules. It was, you know, your, your, for gang beer, you know, your beer had to be so much percentage of honey. It had to have, uh, I think oh, fruits oh. that corresponded to something, and then yeah, or it had to have packaged pop tarts, pop tarts. Mm-hmm. name brand pop tarts on top mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. I think we got you know not to let any cats out of bed. I think we've got a good ideas for some good restriction that still opens up a ton of creativity. Yeah. Agree. So, so cereal beer, you're saying that? No. Spoiler. I would hope somebody would do that some year. I know we don't want to do that this year, but it would be cool some year just to be like, go, you know, let's let's take this cereal beer thing statewide. Um, but see, like the one thing where where your cereal beer wouldn't do well in the cookie beer, you had to be able to know what cookie was in it yep. from the yeah, that, I, I mean that's true. probably the biggest reason I want. I I don't think I had the best necessarily beer, but you you drank mine and you immediately thought of tagalongs because it was a ta- it was a liquid tagalong. Yep. Whereas like you know Lightfoot's ginger snaps were it was an excellent beer, just didn't. 
necessarily taste just like a ginger snap. Right. Fuck yeah. Yeah, Shana. Gimmicks only work if your brew is good. So, yeah. That's true, too. Yeah, yeah you can't polish a turd. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Actually, can. I think Miss yeah, Buster say, to a, did to do a that. Point. <laughs> to a point. <laughs> well, what else we got? I'm only on beer two. Yeah, I'm only like a third of the way through beer number two. Ron, how's that uh, that pint of sixteen percent going there? Getting near the, near the bottom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if if I can still walk, I think I'll go get a beer. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Brian Newcomb, yeah. Mythbusters proved you could polish a turd. That is. I didn't. I have not seen episode. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I haven't seen that episode, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go look it up. Yeah, I think they, they like went and got they got like lion turds and all kind. Of, they went to the zoo and got like all different kinds of shit and tried to polish it. I should have a greetings card that says you can polish a turd, but it'll still be a turd. I don't know why I have that greetings card, but oh, it, it's a Father's Day card. That's why I got it. So just just as long as my dad's not watching, because yeah, you're getting this for Father's Day next year if I remember to send it. <laughs> Well, at least your father didn't send it to you. <laughs> You'll see nothing if I don't. Oh, oh everybody's drinking. <laughs> no, right. I need more booze. <laughs> no. Another another pint of sixteen percent. Yeah. Another. <clears throat> well, we hit we hit up our club competitions. We hit up brewing with cereal. I don't think I don't think there's anything else we have to hit on cereal beer. I think use cereal, make a good beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because yeah. Mark Mark did bring that one cam yesterday, didn't he? Of cereal beer. Yeah, um, I don't remember where that was from, but it was it was pretty decent. Yeah, it was a nice bit, but it, it isn't something that you typically. Sorry, my dog's being. Well, that's fine. No, no. I, I um, don't know how many. It, Brian's the only one who ever has an animal on screen too, so that's it's welcome. Well, my cat's wandering through the background sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a random yeah, I, rabbit. My my dog's I, been over my feet most of the night. They're they're I, camera shy though. I don't know how many um, cereal beers are typically out there. You know, on the market, it seems to be. You know, I, like I said, I, I, I did see that article from some pro brewers talking about how they, how they brewed with cereal. But yeah. it's not the kind of thing you pick up from pick up on the shelf at Meyer. I know, I know, some other craft breweries in Michigan have done it. Uh, I know, I think Handmap had a, a Fruit Loop IPA. Um, I think Ascension over in, in. Uh, Detroit area has done a few. Oh, yeah. Um, I kind of, but you, they keep those on at their tap room, though, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there, look, I know there's been some in cams. I know somebody's got a fruity pebble beer because I remember the God. Yeah, it's uh, that was Valero, just Valero Short Brewing. I was just thinking of that. Like, I feel like there'd be some like legal marketing implications there because like you you're not supposed to be able to market certain things that are marketed towards kids towards a, like in in the adult industries if you will so like i don't know i just like i i'm curious to know like what the legality is around that being like oh you know right. fr- yeah like as you said like fr- you know fruity pebbles double ipa like hmm. yeah i don't know that- that might be a Michigan thing, though, because I know that founders got into trouble a few years ago with their breakfast out with the baby drinking yep. the drinking the bowl of cereal, wasn't it? Yeah. Because um, the, the the baby disappeared from the uh, from the labels for about a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it came back. So I think it was like a new law that was passed or something, and founders were pretty much well, we've been doing this for twenty years. So now well, there was on our ass about it. I remember like way back, uh, way back in the day, 
um, like early nineties that uh, Camel cigarettes got in big trouble because their, you know, Joe Camel or whatever was yeah, too close to a cartoon. And they thought said it was like, oh, well, this is marketing towards kids. So I didn't know if like that, that's, that's stuck in my head for some reason. I don't know why, as I think I was probably seven or some shit like that when that happened. But yeah. Although I know like, like Brian just called out with this uh, Hershey's beer. Technically, I think they got sued, not just because they made a Hershey's beer, but because Yingling has a licensed Hershey beer. So there's already a a, a licensed Hershey beer. I was going to say, they probably have a partnership to to do so. Yeah, Yingling has has an arrangement, I believe, because they're both from the same rough area of the country, right? Yeah. 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 That's what you Yeah, well, you know, before they were hawking cereal, uh, the Flintstones used to hawk cigarettes. They'd have like ads right in the yep. the original cartoons. Huh. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, I don't remember that. That's wild. There's that's a that's a big thing with breweries right now that I've that I've been noticing is like uh like IP infringement and stuff, and like. It, I don't know, it annoys me, but like good for them, I guess, if it helps them sell their beer for a little bit. But uh, man, I think that that's more trouble than it's worth. Like people, people using drawings of like cartoons and like you know Captain Planet and shit, just like things from like our childhood, trying to sell beer with nostalgia. But like people own these copyrights and trademarks and things like that. And like exactly, that, yeah. that's 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 a, a dangerous thing. And I know this well, isn't your show, but if you don't defend all of your copyright infringement, then you really lose ground to defend right. any of it. So they have yeah, to. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Harley Davidson makes more money defending their copyrights than they do selling bikes. But Really? Oh, yeah. They, they, the, they make a they, small fortune off of the marketing to, of their name. Who's trying to do that? Who's trying to? Use their name. Who's I guess dumb enough to do that? Pro- probably anyone who knows the name. Okay, you know it is, it is like the name. Yeah, it, that's the you know this is way off topic. But I think that's a product of like the um, you know the internet age that we're in because like you can go to any fucking website and just take a screenshot of it and make a meme, and like off you go. Like we're we're just kind of like used to finding something and appropriating it you know, any sort of digital content. Um. Oh yeah. Shana brings up Etsy is like rampant. Oh yeah. 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 Like, yeah, just, just like, Oh man. It's the same. If you go to any of the craft fairs or any of that stuff, there's so much stuff that, yeah, there'd be lawsuits out the, the the yin yang, but you know, linging, Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, out the yingling. <laughs> the yingling. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see what happens in, in Beerland, I guess. Now that uh, you know AI art is becoming a thing, uh, maybe well, it, maybe new, unique, free-ish for the breweries labels will be. You know. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm surprised the Shams uh, label made it. <laughs> And, and maybe yeah. it's just too small for, you know, course to see or care or whatever. But, yeah, it's it's totally like a hams can for sure. Or, or maybe it's just far enough away to where they're like, it's not. I think so. Yeah. But I've seen it. And, like, I was like, hmm. Yeah. I saw, I saw Tim drinking one the other day, and I thought it was a hams before he told me it was a shams. Actually, that might have been the last time he was on our show. I think he might have cracked a can. For like the seltzer party, maybe was he on for that? I was drinking one on the seltzer party. Okay, it was you. Okay, yeah. And the, and then the cease and desist order came in, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm good with it. Um, but back to the cereal beer thing. Come out and check us out on January 14th, the final gravity in Kalamazoo. Keep an eye on Facebook and the Michigan Craft Beverage Week page. And uh, support a local charity cars. That's. I just want to make sure we say that before I we go and I forget. No, it's fine. I, I was making a list of stuff we have to recap for the end of the show anyway. So and, and adopt a dog if you want. You know, Jeez. give a dog a home. There, there will be some dogs there. 
I think. Hopefully. Hopefully. Okay. That's awesome. Perfect. I'm working oh, on it. Oh, yeah. If you need uh, advice for running a, a weird ass homebrew competition, reach out to Keepers of Craft. I think we have a, I think we have a contact us thing on our website. If we don't, we should. I'll have to look at that. No, it's it's too bad we don't have like a information officer. We should know this. Ryan, you should ask the guy that runs the website. Yeah, I'll, I'll let him know. <laughs> Uh, Where's your mom tonight, dude? (laughs) Whoa, personal, Jason. I I missed. I I, I was gonna say I saw Connie's in the downloads. She is usually here. Laying it down on on Facebook the other day or earlier today. Uh, (laughs) When Brian's trying to start shit with Shana, Um, but it could have been between me and somebody else. You don't know that. So I'll ask you guys. All right. So and here we go. Your mom is right. (laughs) (laughs) So, so say it's like six twenty p.m. and something's happening at seven thirty p.m. Do you say that that's happening an hour and ten minutes from now, or is it happening seventy minutes from now? A little over an hour from now. Exactly. That's 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 what I'm. Isn't that what your mom (laughs) said? (laughs) A little over an hour. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) It's Jana. She says, she says, let it go. So which I mean, said when the big hit is on the six. <laughs> Brian, right. Brian, obviously you're the one that says 70 minutes. Like so let, let me ask you this. When you need to put in an hour and a half in the microwave, do you hit one, three, zero, or do you hit nine, zero? If you're for an hour and a half. <laughs> Brian, I don't, I don't set anything for even numbers. Well, and I'd have to say that as, as a as a as a as a amateur cook, if I have to microwave anything for an hour and a half, I've failed in life. No, for and a I minute mean, and a half. Yeah, a minute and a half. I don't. Yeah, Brendan Edwards. Yeah, thirty second button three times. That's efficient. There you go. Brian, it's less buttons. I'm, just, I'm being efficient. Nine zero go is still one less button than thirty thirty thirty. Well. If if the thirty auto starts, then I guess it does. So, it does. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. yeah, it's the same. No, that 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 being said, Brent, like mm-hmm. I got a toddler. If something's happening in an hour and ten minutes, and I'm not on my way out the door, I'm probably not going. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> yeah, yeah, an hour and ten minutes is first warning. Go find your socks. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like okay, we need to go potty. Where's your socks? Why do you only have one sock? Where did you get a spatula? Like, <laughs> <laughs> does he still have a sock fixation? Like, didn't he use? Oh yeah, no, he likes to wear them on his hands. Oh, great. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. You should introduce him to gloves. He love he loves gloves. Okay, gloves. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, this is winding down. Uh, so we've really devolved from that topic. Now, what else do we have to recap before we need to go? Uh, brewing beer with cereal does not necessarily make it taste like the cereal. It also doesn't necessarily not. You still have to brew a, a good beer to make it be a good beer. Uh, I don't know, man. Support your local breweries who help you do weird shit. Yep. If you're not in a homebrew club, go find one. Could be a loser. You can join keepers from anywhere in the U.S. We'll let you. You just have to pay us. Yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah. And 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 And, all right. uh, And thank you for watching. I guess. Yeah, Ron, David, thanks for hanging out with us for a while, drinking beer, seriously. So. We will. Uh, what what show do we have coming up, Brian? I have to get in touch with Blom uh, coming up here for January because uh, Brian Newcomb hooked me up with uh, them, so we want to get them on. Uh, uh, we are getting the Master Homebrewers program on soon. We have to reach that, that date. Yep. So I think both of those are coming in. So uh, so if eighty nine means cereal, what does ninety mean? Mm-hmm. Call back to the beginning oh, of this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I know that we're also going to, um, I, I think we're going to reach out and try to get uh, some of the folks from Urban Rest on. Brian and I will be That's in, right. uh, at Urban Rest in early January serving a beer that we made there um, a few months or a few weeks back. Uh, so we'll have more information on that to come. But um, I think uh, we'll get that posted up on our Facebook page. And if anybody's around Urban Rest, I think it's January 8th. Uh, come by and drink our beer and hang out. But um, we'll see if we can get Zach or somebody from Urban Rest to come on in the next couple of weeks and talk about that. Um, Which is the yeah. January Keepers meeting. So we have to we have to talk about that too. But. That's right. Alrighty, guys. I will say we've only got only got like ten episodes till our hundredth. Yeah, we'll we'll, 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 we'll plan that out. If anybody yeah. has an idea as they want to contribute to. Uh, the hundredth, let us know. We've we've been floating a couple, but it can't just be blackout on seltzers. <laughs> we we already do that once a year. It doesn't need to be twice in <laughs> twice in two months. All right. No, let's say just 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 between everybody on the show, you have to get through hundred beers. <laughs> yeah. So you need please, like, please come join. Yeah. <laughs> Ninety nine bottles of beer on the wall. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Cheers. Thanks, everyone. Cheers.